What up, Miami? I'm back on another episode of the Principles Podcast. Today, I got my old client, good friend, and great entrepreneur, my man, Brandon Condi. My guy, what's going on? It's crazy, bro. You actually made one of my first logos, the one that's on the Sprinter Man outside. You remembered Six it. Fuck. We'll, we'll flash it right here. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things about branding, guys, you know, branding, not Brandon. Well, Brandon is one of the kings of branding because he represents his brand like I do. You know, he has his logos tattooed on him. You know, he represents it. He, he lives it, breathes it, talks it, and he practices what he preaches. That's one of the big things of the Principles Podcast. This man has a set of principles that he lives his life by on a daily basis. He just happens to pick some cool vehicles, no pun intended, to make his money. Absolutely. Right? Tell me a little bit about your story. So I, I kind of know, tell the viewers, man, your, uh, your upbringing. I've been following you for a long time. I know it was a humble beginnings. For sure. And now yeah. we're sitting in your third warehouse, you know, mm -hmm. with exotics around us, living the lifestyle in Miami. It's super motivational, and I want to hear from your words. No, I appreciate that, and uh, you're actually the first person to come and shoot in the third location. It hasn't been done, so I'm excited, bro. And uh, I really don't do too many of these podcasts because I, I don't like to talk about it. I like to just show people and then post it on Instagram. But you know, I'm on your platform, and I got to tell the people. I got to you know share my my story with them because they're gonna love it. They're gonna relate with it, and you know, it might change some lives. But you know, guys, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I don't come from money. Like, this isn't mommy's car, daddy's car, like we're probably going to see in the fucking comments. It's funny. If you guys go to the bottom of my Instagram, we used to have, like, long blonde dreads. Blonde dreads. I would just smoke weed. I'd surf all day long. And, uh, you know, when we were graduating high school, all my friends were like, yo, you going to go to college? I'm like, I'm not going to go to college. And a lot of people watching this, if you're an entrepreneur, you probably have that feeling inside of you, like, you know. A lot, of, you know, everyone watching this, you have that feeling. You just got to take that risk. I'm sure you had it, right? Absolutely. It was like deep in here. It's like a pit in the body of your stomach. So I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what the product or service I was going to sell. I didn't know what job I was going to do. I just knew like college wasn't for me. So I started uh, cleaning cars at Auto Bell Car Wash. I don't know if you guys Ooh. know that. It's cleaning cars, smoking weed, surfing every day. I did that for like six months. So I was able to get a little apartment. And then uh, this guy pulls up in a white Mercedes. It was like a scene from Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, yo, bro, what do you do? That's a nice Benz. It was like a C300 at the time. And uh, he's like, I sell mattresses at a mattress firm. Wow. I was like, bro, get the fuck out of here. You sell mattresses and you got a Benz like this? I'll take this name tag off and come work for you. You guys seen Wolf of Wall Street? He's like, I'll come work for you, blah, blah, blah. So that happened. And then the next day I went and sold mattresses. Wow. And I was like, yo, this is dope. I'm getting 30 bands a year. I got to dress up every day. I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a professional now. <laughs> Little how old? I know, 30 bands how old were you? It's like 21. That's 21 time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm sitting there in a mattress store for six months, 10 hours a day. There's like fucking mattresses all around me. And I'm like, yo, there's got to be so much more to life than just sitting at fucking Tempur-Pedic mattresses all day long with the little pillow tops. So I see this ad and this ad is to become a Yachty. Everyone's going life is to travel the world and make money. So I was like, hey, fuck it. I'll apply, see what happens. The next day I end up getting the job. Oh, so wow. I pack up everything. Drive to Fort Lauderdale. I'm living in Virginia Beach at the time. And, uh, you know, I think what makes me really successful is I just take massive action and tons of risk because, you know, I'm from Virginia Beach. All my friends, my girlfriend, my family, my fucking dogs, the people I knew, the town, the fucking roads I drive on. But I'm like, yo, fuck it. There's so much more in life. I got to take that risk. So, like, how many of you guys watching this are really willing to drop everything? People you love, friends and family, take that risk for something only you see. Not a lot of people will do that shit, right? So... I said, yo, fuck it, I gotta make it happen, I did it. I get down there and this is where my life really changes. You know, people say you're the average of the five people who hang around, but that shit's the truth. So now I'm working on yachts. A yacht's not cheap, dog. So I'm around millionaires and billionaires cleaning these fucking boats. Wow. I'm around all these people and I'm just studying and I'm like, man, 
I see them having fun with their friends, their family, the bad bitches, the bikinis, jumping off the slides, the jet skis. I'm like, man, this motherfucker is no different than me. Why can't I have this yacht? So a lot of you guys watching this probably study this or type this in. I was on YouTube, like how to get rich, how to make money. So I'm just like fucking learning. And I stumble upon Grant Cardone, Ed Milet, Gary Vee, Rob Deerdick. You know, everyone's like, build your brand. Your brand is everything. But I'm like, what the fuck's my brand? I don't have the yachts, the Richard Millies, the fucking cars. Like, what am I going to post? What am I going to do? How do I make money? A lot of people watching this start just like I did. So I just started, I thought I was going to be a fucking model. So if you go to the bottom of my Instagram, I have like model photos. I'm posting on the yacht. Like, that shit's mine. I'm just posting dope content. And I'm getting fired from that yacht job because I spend so much time like studying how to get rich. I'm like, I'm not cleaning this fucking boat. I'm trying to buy this shit. Um, so I'm like, fuck it. I got some friends in Virginia. Let's go back to VA and crash on the couch and get a job. And at this time, I started like working out. I was reading a lot about like posting content. Then I get a bartending job. I'm working out. And then one day, it's a slow Wednesday. I get a, a DM from a t-shirt company. They're like, yo, good looking guy. We rock my t-shirt. And it was a $50 t-shirt at the time. I'm like, yo, $50 is a lot of money to me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, send that, send that to me right. right now. Free money, right? Yeah. So fast forward, I end up getting like the hair products, the teeth whitening, the energy drinks. I got like some like fracture facial shit. I don't know. Some girls watching this and they do dermatology, like some surgery for my face for acne, right? And then one day I'm like, yo, I'm making more money off Instagram than I am bartending. Like, yo, I got to start like a marketing company. This is crazy. And then uh, I saw some people in Scottsdale, Arizona doing the Instagram shit. Austin Lewis, Austin Zabag. I don't know if you guys follow my Instagram, but guys, this is the way the world is because when you're driving down the street, people can't get off their fucking phones. They're not listening to the radio. They're looking, you know, they're, they're not, not looking, looking at, at billboards. billboards. They're right. not fucking the radio, the TV. Like it's Instagram, Instagram, all this shit. So I'm like, yo, I figured that out. I'm like, guys, we need to start a marketing company. They're like, you're not down. I'm like, motherfucker, you don't know me. I'm so down. So that next night, I think I made like $300 uh, bartending. I packed up the Jeep again, drove all the way across the country, took another fucking massive risk. Got there on Christmas Day, went and got some sushi. I was so hungry. That was the only thing that was open. And I started to work, started working. And that year I made my first 300,000. 300 grand. 300 bands. Was it revenue or profit? It was profit. Wow. Yeah, and we got to tax returns. We proved that documentation over conversation. You want to, you know, make a little say YouTube that, say video. Say that again. Say that again. I said, and we got tax returns because we all about documentation over conversation. I don't want to mm. talk about shit. That's Quote why that. I didn't like doing these fucking videos. Like, I'd rather just show you motherfuckers and then post it on Instagram. But yes, sir. I yes, like sir. doing this shit. It's going to help some people. It's going to relate to some people. Now and, you change one life. It's a ripple effect. You know 100%. What 100%. So uh, long story short, figured out the marketing. I got around the right people. I took massive risk. And then right before that, you know, it was a blessing for me, but very bad for a lot of people. COVID happened. I took all my marketing skills that I knew, learned e-commerce, connected the two. And then the next year I made a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, I made my first million. And then, you know, went through a bad business uh, partnership. He ended up stealing like 600 bands from me, from the LLC. And then the first million dollars, like, I'm going out. I'm popping bottles. I'm not going to lie. I was having some fucking fun. I was wearing clothes that I couldn't. Bad bitches were looking at me that would never look my way. And I was in Virginia, like, cleaning boats or selling mattresses. So I ain't going to lie. I had a little bit of fun, too. And uh, the other 400000 I spent. And then uh, I get hit with a tax bill. I'm like, shit, taxes are fucking real. What am I going to do? <laughs> Reality <something>? check. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yo. I made my first meal. I can do this shit again. So... Went to the bad uh, relationship, business partner, spent the bread. I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to Florida because I was looking at the taxes. When I was spending on uh, the tax out there, I was like, yo, I can live in Miami for free in like a dope penthouse. Moving some numbers, doing my thing, get out here. And then I 10x what I, everything that I lost. Wow. And now uh, fast forward, we in the warehouse, number three, and got some cars and we're doing our thing. Bro, that's super inspiring. I think one thing, actually, I just posted about this the other day. 
risk. Yeah. People don't understand, even when you're transitioning from corporate America to entrepreneurship, that's a huge risk because everyone's telling you not to do it. Yeah. I was in that boat. Everyone, your family was telling you, hey, don't do That's crazy. Don't yeah. drive across the country twice, you know? So how important is it for whether you're an entry-level entrepreneur or deep in the entrepreneurship game to learn how to mitigate risk but take the right one? Yeah, I mean, the time's going to pass regardless, right? It's going to happen. So just take the fucking risk and obviously do your due diligence like... If you're going to go get a mentor, find someone, link up with them, shake their hand, look them in the eyes, like you'll know if someone's about it really within the first five seconds. Um, so just making the right risk and just know that you're never, ever going to be fucking ready. So many people want to have the perfect system, the perfect process, the perfect fucking team or teeth or outfit or body. And guys, it's just never going to be perfect. If you waited till everything was perfect, it's going to be too late. You're going to die. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Let's talk about the risk when it came to having that bad partnership. Because I'm sure you did your due diligence, but it was unavoidable. It's part of the game, right? I actually just made a video about this as well. Uh, you're not an entrepreneur until you get scammed. Talk to yeah. me about that. Um, so at the time, you know, the partnership was good. We're making a lot of money. But uh, you really find who someone is once they make the first million. This has mm. happened to me probably six times now. As soon as, I don't know what the fuck it is. Can I curse them here? Yeah, yeah of I don't know what the fuck it is, but as soon as someone gets a Lamborghini yours, you know, because I made so many people millionaires and I have documentation of all that too. They think the grass is greener on the other side, but respectfully, like the grass is greener wherever I'm at and uh, they end up failing. They always want to come back. So I don't know what it is. Do you give them second chances? Fuck no. God forgives. I don't. Oof. Okay, sweet. So let's, let's kind of transition into why cars? Why'd you get into the car business? Because I know you started with yachts, but why, why'd you pick cars? I got into the cars. I, got, I was passionate. A lot of people, like when you went to high school or you were in middle school, everyone's like, follow your passion, right? But if your passion's to be a chef or a school teacher, like I respect that, but, but respectfully, you ain't going to make any money. So then you can't follow your passion. So I figured out what the fuck makes a lot of money. So then I can go follow my passion. Like if you don't get rich, that's selfish. You got friends and family to take care of. Mm. So... I made a lot of money with my marketing company. I made a lot of money with the, you know, my other offers. And um, now I'm able to get into something that I'm passionate about, which is exotic cars. All right. So you talk about, you know, living a life of passion um, and you have several ventures. How do you narrow it down? Because you might have multiple passions. You might have different projects that work, some things that don't work. How do you narrow it down? Narrow down what you want to do. That's a tough one. Like everyone tells you to be happy in the, in, you know, the passion, like I said prior, but like, respectfully no one gives a fuck like figure out what makes a lot of money do that stack your bag up and then get your passive streams of income which nothing in life is really passive like you always got to work on some shit whether it's real estate or someone's fucking some things up but just do what makes a lot of money get a little bag and then you can branch out talk to me about the the hood trophies mm. I, I love when you say that hood, hood trophies. trophies yeah yeah you know as an entrepreneur no one's going to be there to give you a trophy. No one's going to be there as a fucking pat you on the back. No one's going to say good job when you spend these fucking long nights, these lonely nights when it's fucking cold and raining and you got to think about this move and you got a massive investment the next, next day and then your team doesn't even fucking know that, you know, you spending the last little check plus maxing out the credit cards to make sure everyone's eating and you're like, fuck, I don't know what I'm about to do. So like, you got to buy yourself some hood trophies to congratulate you when you hit those milestones. So like, you know, every time I... Not gonna say the number, but every time I hit a number, I buy myself another little hood trophy. It's the reward system, man. That's the 100%. way to do it. I think you, you said it really well. No one's gonna say thank, no one even says thank you. Cause I've been there, you know, spending the last dime you have, making sure your team gets paid. Yeah. You eat last, right? So 100%. you have to reward yourself. Very well said. Uh, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? You can go back and tell yourself like, yo, Brandon, this is what you gotta do. What would you say? 
man, if I had to go back to 18, I would just, you know, tell myself to be more confident, not give a fuck what anyone thinks or, you know, you, it's such a small sphere of influence because you're still in like high school, you're just getting out and people are in college and, you know, you have this idea or this goal or this dream that you want to do and you don't have a lot of people to talk to because your parents are going to say like, you know, don't do that, be safe, get, stick to the nine to five. And your friends will be like, man, that's whack. Don't do that. You should do this and that. Like, don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Do it and uh, do it just, well. Just fucking do it. Don't listen to anybody. On that note, when when you were trying to break free, right? When you try yeah. to take it to the next step, were you held back by a lot of people? Were people telling you, were you not believing in you and stuff like that? Yeah, 100%. Like, man, it's real. It's really, really real. If you don't got a good support system and like, because you got to, it takes a lot of confidence to take that risk and drive across the country, right? If you were a normal person with your friends and family and like no confidence, you wouldn't just drop everything and go start this business. You wouldn't be able to do that till you're like 30. What was that mindset shift that enabled you to have that confidence to really take the risk and know that you're going to succeed? So you never really know, but you got to have so much belief in yourself. And then I also went through like, uh, I got some good mentors too, like when I was young. And I also went through like a super bad breakup, like the first love of my life. And I was like, ah, fuck this. Like, I got to go hard, right? So you should never do it because you want to get back. But like, you want to level up yourself. And then I would pick and choose like mentors and people that I want to be with and like. So like, you know, for example, my one guy, his name is Mitch. He was a Navy SEAL pro MMA fighter. So like I wanted to be really good at fighting. So learned fighting from him. My boy Oscar, really good uh, style. So he taught me how to style. So like I pick and choose things and like to like create the best version of myself. Yeah, you curate the whole lifestyle. Yeah. You pick a little bit from everybody. Talk 100%. to me about the, uh, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu MMA, right? Yeah, yeah, what, what got you into that? Because I'm on the same wave. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I got into BJJ from my boy Mitch. And wow, it's, it's amazing, right? So everyone that does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are just like good people. Uh, you can trust them. And it's like with Jiu-Jitsu, it's, it's dope, right? It's like a chess piece. So like you can really close your eyes and fight and feel and just like know how to maneuver. And like that's entrepreneurship too know how to move through the fucking trenches, everyone clawing and scratching, trying to get to the top. So I like it a lot. You got to think. Learning how to fight is, is entrepreneurship. That's, that's a really, really good point. Mm -hmm. It's a chess game. How important is playing chess versus everybody else playing checkers? I don't know how to play chess. I just fucking, I just go hard every single day. Some days I may not be fucking motivated, but I'm just consistent with everything that I do. So you stay consistent, you're going to win. Discipline over motivation, right? All day. A hundred percent. So what, what caused you to have so much discipline and belief in yourself? I just know my why and I know my goals and my dreams. And like, man, let's say I'm at the, the end of my life and I'm sitting there and like, you know, judgment day comes, right? Because it's going to happen to everyone. And whether whatever you believe in, right? I'm sitting there with the list and they're like, you know, Brandon Condi, entrepreneur, helped thousands of people, donated, did charity. And then, you know, I saw what I could have really became. That would fucking kill me. So, like, mm. I got to go so hard. Well said, brother. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. Besides the mentors, mentors play a huge role. Okay. On the flip side, you're a mentor. You teach a lot of people. Yes. What do you look for in a student that you want to be like, you know what, I want him on team. I'm going to invest my time and energy into him. Figure out who I choose to do the mentorship with, right, is uh, a lot of people just talk. They're like, yo, my, my sister is sick in the hospital. My fucking mother is losing her house. And I'm just like, you know, good motherfucker, like you got to take the risk. It's not good that they're doing it, but it's, you know, motivation for them. And how I choose people is, you know, who's going to actually take the fucking risk? Because my mentorship's expensive. I charge 30 bands for a weekend. They come out here, they see the whole operation, one-on-one, -on -one, we shoot content on YouTube and do the whole thing. But uh, if they're not willing to invest in themselves and take the risk, like I'm not willing to help them out. They got to, everything that we're doing, 
you guys can go on YouTube and learn for free. Like, we're not doing anything that's fucking special. We just take massive fucking risk and we go hard every single day. But if you guys want to fast track that shit, get the mentorship. Surround yourself. Uh, mentorship changed my life. And like yeah. you said, I pulled from different mentors, different elements of my life, you know? And there's certain mentors you can go to for certain things. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where you passed up a mentor? Yes. Talk yes. to me about that. How, how, how'd that happen? How'd you feel? It felt like I'm a nice guy, right? So like I wanted them to be like, hey, buddy, buddy, like come up with me. But then they hold some type of grudge because they were like little bro in you. And then you pass them up and they have some grudge when it's all love. Mm. And you guys be like, yo, here you go. And that's, that's how, if you look at Drake, right? How is Drake staying so relevant? He's with Sexy Red. He's doing this video. All these young guys, like, you know, these young people coming up are the next generation. So you can't, you can't, you just got to be happy for them. If you're that mentor that got passed up on. But for me, it is what it is. Do they ever like, so they hold the grudge, right? Do they ever kind of try to defame you and kind of put you down? You experience that? Yeah, but you get used to it, you know? Once you, once you guys put yourself out there, you start posting content, just know that the blogs are gonna come, the fucking fake YouTube videos, the fake Instagrams, people are gonna try to delete you, they're gonna try to throw shade at you because like they're not taking action, not doing shit. Just get used to that, like no one gives a fuck. And then in the next two days, it's gonna be someone else who did something stupid. Like that's why I don't follow the baller buster pages, I block that shit, like I don't want no negative energy around me. If you got some negative shit to say, like, I'm out. Respectfully, you got to fucking go. Just keep moving. Side note, I got my Instagram hacked twice and random got it back within two hours, both times. Yeah. I actually had three I or four people it. try it and they're like, nah, I can't do it. And then Brandon's like, all right, give me, give me, give me an hour. I'll yeah, get back yeah, to you. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Shit you sucks. also went through some crazy hacking. Yes. Yes. Uh, 2021. Mm. I got SIM swapped. Yeah. So people, like, as soon as you start, same thing you just said, as soon as you start making some bread, they actually got into my Instagram, locked me out of all of it, got into my email, messaged all the homies to send money via Zelle. And everyone thought it was me, and everyone sent, guess how much total? Uh, 100. Uh, close, half. 49 bands wow. in three days. I had my closest friends sending, sending money. Because they're like, hey, my Zelle is full, can you send me a thousand bucks? Of course, Ali, I got you. Wow. Crazy. But it speaks highly of you, you know, you got, you got a good uh, group of influence right there, some good friends. Absolutely. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm trying to be a person of influence. I don't like the term influencer. I want to be able to influence people in more, more ways than one, you know? For sure. I hate that word influencer. Yeah. When people see the show and like, oh, what are you, an uh, influencer? I'm like, ah, I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> you could have described me any other way. That's the word you picked, <laughs> I right? I hate right? that shit. But um, my message is don't be a pussy and go harder. Everyone overcomplicates it. It's that simple. Like, take the fucking risk, swipe the credit card, and get to work. And if you take that L, it's not an L, you take a lesson, you keep it moving. If you guys saw the L's I took, you know, fuck. But everyone sees the, the front end, right? No one sees the back end. No one sees all the L's it took to get to that W. I always say in order to make millions, you got to have a couple of L's, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys can see my L's. Just Google my name. That's yeah? funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, cool, though. I think, I think that's part of it, though. Yeah, I think it, that's part of it. It is. It's, it's the best thing ever happened to me. Like, tons of learning lessons. Scale to the next level. So talk to me about Exotic Car Blueprint. Okay. How did that idea come to life? Cause it came to life, all right. You know, how did it come to life and what's the vision with that? So it's a funny story. I first come to Miami after I lose, you know, the, the money and I got to restart. I have my Lamborghini, I have my G-Wagon at the time and I'm driving down the street and this guy pulls up next to me and he's like, yo, that's your Lambo? I'm like, yeah, that's my Lambo. And he's like, you want to rent it out? And I'm like, yeah, I want to rent it out, right? 
So I follow him through Wynwood, first time in Miami. I get to this dope showroom. There's like Scarface on the wall, all these exotics. And I'm like, it's every guy's dream. This shit's dope. He's like, you want to rent it out? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Sign a little contract. Didn't know anything about the insurance or whatever. And um, I go leave it to him, sign a contract. We come back a week later. I made, you know, $2,000 my Lamborghini. I'm like, yo, $2,000 one week, my Lambo. This is dope. And I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, 2000 there's four weeks in a month. I can make 8000 I get another Lamborghini, this one, pay this note. So I'm doing all these numbers as a guy in my head, right? And then I'm about to go on a trip with my girl. So I leave the G-Wagon that I got her in there. And I come back two weeks later. There's fucking cigarette burns in the Lambo. The tire are fucked up. The oh, wow. audio system's messed up. The G-Wagon's got a dent in the back. I take the car. It's like eight bands and uh, repairs. And uh, he was supposed to fix half of it. He never did it. And then my, you know, marketing company was taking off. So I was like, I'll come back to this, this car stuff later on down the line. So fast forward four years after I made a lot of money, I was like, let's go all in with the cars now because I'm passionate about it. And that's how it started to where we're at now. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. So what's the offer? Tell us about the offer. So the offer is Exotic Car Blueprint. And I teach people and I meet people where they're at to get into the exotic game or maybe start with like an economy car, Tesla, to then rent it out and make money and really change people's lives. So I can help people, you know, make extra $5,000 a month. That's really life changing. That's more family time. That's car note. That's mortgage. That's, you know, upgrades of their house. So it can, it really works. It's not some BS online scam that you guys see. It's something that you can fucking touch. And if you need to get rid of it, you can just sell the asset right away. Boom. So how did the marketing, all your marketing experience, right? Learning branding, learning content, learning funnels, ads, all that. How'd that play a role in really you fast-tracking this? Man, I'd say like learning marketing and sales was everything. It, it really is. It really is. Because like you guys go to the club, you see a bad chick, right? She got a big booty. She's a Latina in Miami. You're like, wow. And you got to sell yourself on why she should go home with you. And same with the girls, right? Like see a guy, blase, blase. And then nowadays perception is reality. So when you wake up in the morning... The first thing people do is they grab their fucking phone, they look at the Instagram, and they're like, oh, you know, Brandon County just followed me, and they think in their head, how many followers they have, what's the content like, what's the bio like, and they make a split-second decision subconsciously or consciously when following them back. It's fucked up, but it's the truth, and people base your value, right? So now that I got, I think, like a million followers, I can charge what I charge for these cars, but if you had someone that just got started with 100 followers, be like, this guy's fake, he's a scam, I'm not giving him a, me give him $1,000, yeah, right, and now you can really charge what you charge. And it's currency nowadays. Absolutely. So you got a low ticket offer, you know, entry level, and then you got the all the way through, right? Done with you model. Yep, yep. So I got Exotic Car Blueprint. That's $2,500 where, um, you know, it's done with them. I help them get the car, create the LLC, do the financing, get it on the road, the insurance, the trackers, the software, what happens if it gets in an accident, um, just how to make money with it. And then I have uh, my mentorship that's $30,000 one on one, really get them going. And then I have like my little $20 a month and $100 mentorships on Instagram. Nice. And yeah. do people come with other businesses that they want their mentorship for or is it only applied for cars? So the mentorships, I, you know, last week I just had someone, he uh, had a business with his mother. It was like a party catering company where they had the bounce houses and the balloons and the, and the food and all that. So help scale that from people wanting to do fitness, everything. Because you can take these marketing skills that we have and branding skills and do anything. Like, yeah, applies to... Bro, we can go make a t-shirt company right now and we make $100,000 tomorrow. Bro, everyone in this room is a genius. We all sat down. We got a cigar, right? And uh, we sat down with a, a whiteboard right there, right? What we wanted to sell with the product and service. You make the website. You get the ads ready. You get the content ready. Me and you are mapping out, you know, what time we're going to drop this, how the ads are going to go. And then, boom, we launch with $100. We will make $100,000 tomorrow. Nice. Would you, would you consider yourself like a lone wolf or do you have a team that you do everything with? 
Um, I've been a, a lone wolf, but you can only go so far, right? You can cap yourself out. And uh, I built a lot of people, like I said, like I made little seven people a million dollars and a little over 34 people, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I told you, as soon as they get a Lamborghini yours, like I said, I think the grass is greener and they end up fucking leaving. So I just got so annoyed once I'd scale them and they talk shit. I'm like, motherfucker, I made you. So now I just got really good people and, uh, you know, keep it low key. I don't like hanging out with a lot of people. Well said, brother. So let me ask you this. You talked about energy before we started filming, right? Mm -hmm. How important is keeping that positive energy around you? Energy is everything. Energy really is everything. Like before I get started and working, I got to make sure there's fabuloso on the floor. It's clean. Eucalyptus in the air, the Baccarat Hotel on the vents. And just it's clean because people feel that, right? When you have that sales call, you guys ever spoke to someone on the phone and like you can just feel their energy over the phone or like you're smiling, you're laughing, you're standing up. They feel that shit. And if your energy is all whack and you got dirty laundry and socks and underwear everywhere and you guys are in your little dirty ass bedroom and you got no view, like they're going to feel that shit. You guys are going to be pressed on that call. So a lot of people will be like, Brandon, I got an extra $3,000 or um, should I downgrade my apartment to go um, save $1,500 a month? I'm like, no, you should spend an extra $1,500. Go get the better spot with the better energy, with the better view. So when you hop on that next sales call, your energy is better and you're going to make more money. Mm. That's how I think. Oh, that, that's on point, man. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, when you surround yourself, because you know, a lot of times, even like Drake said it, right? He had a screensaver for the house he wanted to live in. He finally bought the house. So you did the same thing, I assume, right? Had the yeah. cars lined up on your phone, this and that. And then you, you visualize and you manifested it. That shit's real. Manifestation is real. Like, man, I used to go to bed and dream about what it would be like to drive a Lamborghini with the windows down and the top off, going down Biscayne with the fucking ice on and going to the bridge. And then like, man, I first bought the Lambo and I was driving down the street and that shit happened. Unreal. I, yo, it was crazy. I think Drake's drink taker is like 25, sitting on 25 mil in the building and I'm feeling myself, something like that. Right, this right. playing got a condo up in this game. That's fire, man. So, you know, you have the lifestyle, you got the mindset, you got, you got the business, you got the team. What is one tip you give to entry-level entrepreneurs that want to be, you know, inspired by you and be in your position? Just figure out what you really want. You know, a lot of people want to do what's best for, or they want to they try to like make the people around them happy, right? So if your parents like want you to go to college and you don't really want to go to college, you're just doing it for them and then you wasted four years, now you're in debt, like, do what the fuck you want to do. And um, my tip for that is just jump. You know, everyone's, everyone's like, yo, I want to do this and I want to do that. I'm like, okay, just do it. You're not a fucking tree. Just go fucking do it. Like it really, it's that simple. In reality, like you guys want to go start a teacher company? Okay, go do it. Well, I don't got the fucking money. Go fucking work a job, get $2,500, go open up an LLC, put the fucking money in a business bank account, sit there for two weeks and then get a business loan, okay. Now you got the money for your fucking t-shirt and then start posting content, get out there. Well, I don't know what to post and I don't, go on fucking YouTube, figure it out, download the TikTok, go get the Twitter, go get the Instagram and start posting 24 seven. When you, when you get off work that nine to five, because you're still gonna be working that job, you have fucking six more hours. Like if I'm rich as shit and I'm still working and we're still filming this shit at whatever time it is, 10 o'clock at night, why the fuck are you guys chilling? What are you guys chilling for? What are you celebrating? Well, it's my friend's birthday. It doesn't fucking matter. You guys need to go harder. Like stop making excuses. Sacrifice. That's what you just mentioned, bro. Sacrifice. You got to sacrifice. I mean, mm -hmm. you sacrifice days, nights. I mean, I just asked you if you're going to a party. You said, I'm grinding. Yeah. It's a Wednesday. I'm grinding. Right. So talk to me about sacrifice, how important that is. Sacrifice is everything. You have to sacrifice to get what you want. You want a body? You can't be drinking every night. You want to fucking make tons of money? You can't be at the parties drinking 
every single night. Whatever you want to do, you just got to sacrifice. You can't be in the clubs. You can't be seen. You can't be doing shit. You got to be working and grinding and putting in that work. And everyone is going to be like, wow, that must be nice in two years once you sacrifice, when you have that Lamborghini and all that shit. And, you know, I was thinking when I was first coming up and I was in the warehouse by myself and I see everyone partying and popping bottles and the girl that I fucking really liked was out with these guys and they're posting content. I'm like, damn, that must be nice. Mm. But now they're all looking at me like, wow, that must be nice. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, it is nice. I put in the work. So you got to sacrifice. You got to sacrifice tatted on you, John. Yeah, yeah, on my stomach right here. Sacrifice. Talk, talk to me about the tats. What do they represent? What do they mean to you? These are all, these are all tats down here, just like my whole come up, right? We can zoom in. We'll take photos. And then yep. up here, I have like uh, a Gulfstream jet that yes. I'm going to buy. I got the yacht right here. I got like a $50 million mansion that I'm going to buy out here in the water. And then up here is like just stuff from my hometown and Rockstar, Hustle. Someone says, God created you different. Know your worth. And um, what's your favorite? My favorite. There's a few. But I like this one a lot. Know your worth. Because like a lot of people know your worth. They just hope you don't know your worth so they can Ooh. downplay you. Yes. All right. So really knowing that you're him. Knowing that you already got the motion. Knowing that you're going to fucking be at that billion dollar mark. So no one can play you. Try to trick you out of your spot. Mm. The tats are very important to me. It's a story yeah. that I'm telling, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone looks at my body when I pass, they're like, damn, they can read that and be like, yeah, for this, sure. That's fire. You went up to your neck. I see the one on one stuff. Yeah, one on one. What's the, what's the latest one? One on one. I got drunk in Rocky Point, Mexico, and I got a Stamos Bien tatted right here, and that means we good. That's fire. <laughs> that's fire. We good, man. Always blessed. What would you say to do with your first 100K? Let's just say someone makes 100K. What would Brandon do with his first 100K? Man, the first 100K is the hardest amount of money to get. A lot of people, when they make their first uh, $10,000, I feel like they like to like hold that shit, right? It's like a nest egg. Oh, man, I'll, I'll never make that shit again. But in reality, like once you switch that fucking flip, that little switch in your mind, that money's just a tool, that's when you really level up the game. So like that first 100 bands, I would get mentorships. And if it was right now, I would say definitely get a mentor, learn marketing, learn fucking sales, figure out that product and service that you're going to do and invest into that, all three of those, and then just run that shit up. In 2024, you got to be going hard. It's not too late to scale your brand. It's not too oversaturated. You're just being a pussy. Hustlers and sharks are going to eat regardless. Get in there, sacrifice, and let's make a bag. Boom. Do you ever get uh, affected or even, you know, kind of, uh, do you even listen to the economic up or downturn? Do you, do you even worry about that? No, nah, I, don't, I don't listen to that shit. And like, to be honest with you, I don't even watch the news. I'll turn it on sometimes to like see what's going on in the world, to like relate a little bit, but I can't relate. And uh, at the end of the day, we create our own economy. So if you are an entrepreneur, you're a boss, you create your own money. And every like downward spiral, there's always money to be made. Like with uh, COVID happening, I knew no one was fucking going to the store. So I'm like, let me sell some shit online. Made a lot of money with that. So there's always ways to make money. Mm, a hustler eats no matter what. Always. Bull run or bear run, doesn't matter. We always going to get our bag. Man, beautiful. So do you, uh, do you believe in work-life balance? Nah, fuck that. Nah, Why is that? Fuck that. You got to sacrifice. Like, there is no work-life balance. Like, you're just being a fucking pussy. People are like, always, um, when, when are you going to be, <laughs> I can take it so many different ways. Like, if a girl ever says, you work too much, like, that's a red flag. Shorty's out. I'm blocking you right there. They're like, yo, Ma, we hustling right now so we can be on a jet soon on a, on a yacht and being a Mykonos or whatever. But yeah, you just got to sacrifice. Like, 
sacrifice two, three years, go all in, and that's really all it takes. Because once you set up, you set up, make a few hundred mil in those two, three years. That's all it is. And people like can't even sacrifice a weekend, which is crazy to me. But somebody's got to make our fucking caramel macchiatos at Starbucks. Absolutely. Um, you have the jet and you have the yacht tattooed on you. So that's part of your vision board. Literally yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. What's the timeline looking like? It's already done. I just got to go get it. I'm just waiting for them to, uh, you know, they're wrapping my yacht right now. I'm doing it all murdered out black. The jet matches it. So I'm just waiting for them to get it all right for me. Ah, well said. You know man. what I mean? Do you think it's smart to have a girlfriend while you're grinding and going to the top? Um, Is it possible? I mean, I think it's possible, right? But you got to have the right shorty nowadays, not these OnlyFans girls going crazy because, like, that's going to be an issue. And I talked about this. One of these videos already went viral. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I said that I could never date a shorty that did OnlyFans because imagine me being me working so hard and sacrificing all these long nights to become him and someone can see my girl's pussy for $3. It's crazy. Right. That's crazy to you me, got, right? You got to find a queen, man. Otherwise, it's not worth it. To build uh-huh. a kingdom, you got to find a queen. You can't have a... But to answer your question, um, I think it's possible for the right one. I don't think it's happening in Miami. But, um, yeah. She just got to understand the vision, though. She really got to understand. And you got to, as a man, you got to be a good leader. And you got to be able to, like, communicate where you guys are going, what, what's the vision, yo, my, like, listen, I, I understand you want to go out, you want to get this bag, but we have this going on, and we got to do this, and as soon as she understands it, uh, you know, she can let her guard down and be good. Even in the relationship, you got to sacrifice, right? She got to sacrifice, too, for the vision. Yeah, yeah, but if she locked in and she, and she trusts you as a man to, like, lead, and she can just be like, all right, this, I trust him, right? Then you're good, but if not, she doesn't trust you, she's out looking for the next best option. Leadership, man, is a very important skill. Yeah. What leadership tactic do you use motivating your team, your woman, your, you know, your family? What leadership tactic do you use? For the team, when I get new people, I like to just fight them. I like to go to, like, MMA or do some jiu-jitsu or That's boxing. Fine. and like. Oh, we did like, that. We yeah, did yeah, that. I just like to let them know what's up. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. You get to know someone's character in the cage. And we go, like, go work out. We go run to, like, push someone to the, to the limits. And then with, you know, the females, I like to just communicate, yo, ma, this is what we're doing. This is where I'm going in life. And uh, if you would it, cool. If not, that's all love. So, Brandon, mm-hmm. what keeps you driven on a daily basis, grinding, hustling, you know, l- long nights? So what keeps me so driven is, like, I know my potential, right? I know what I'm capable of. And uh, there's a lot of motherfuckers that I really just want to shit on, too. And I just want to step on their necks. But it's not, that's not what drives me, but that's, that's a little the plus to it. I like yeah. that. We're going uh, to make the, the haters upset with the sacrifice that we take and all the jets and all the yachts that we buy and all the exotics how do you uh, how do you deal with the haters man i used to get upset i used to like come back and make videos and try to defend myself but you know when you entertain clowns you become part of the circus so like i don't even go tit for tack with bitches yeah. no more like i just keep it moving like what's understood don't got to be explained and i'm straight like i'm good where i'm at and they know that they feel that shit and when you entertain clowns you become part of the circus that's, that's a facts that's yeah, a good we, one. we don't go tit for tat with bitches, no. Fuck that. We good. Waste of time, man. I, it's funny because we started posting content and we're, we're finally getting hate. We're like, oh, is that a hater? Like, oh, shit, this is, this is interesting. I feel bad for him. I do. I had this one hater one time, and I don't recommend doing this, guys, but uh, I was real petty. I woke up and chose violence that day, right? So this hater was just talking mad shit in my DM. So I went to his page. I found his girlfriend. I DM'd her and video chatted her. And I flew her out, and uh, she had the Rolls Royce Stars, picked her up, 
gave it a 42 bottle and uh, me and Shorty made a movie and we went to the club. Pissed some people off, that's Yo. for sure. Do you recommend the traditional education path? Are you going to college? Going to college. I mean, if you want to be like a lawyer, a doctor, cool, but like if you want to really get to the bag and you want to have jets and bad bitches and go out and do your thing and be happy and financial freedom, like no, you got to learn marketing, you got to learn sales, you got to learn leadership, you got to learn CRMs and backends and fucking click funnel. You got to learn all that shit, phone sales. So it just depends on your, your goals in life. All that shit can be learned on YouTube, man. YouTube University. All that, most of it's free too, like you said. Yeah. Everything that we just talked about, you guys can go on YouTube. You guys are just being pussies and you're not going to spend the time and actually implement what you just learned. It's the thing, so. it's the thing I saw. It's like, man, uh, you know, $100 dinners, easy. But cooking at home it still costs, it's better, you know, for you. Too expensive, you know. Uh, watching a two-hour movie, easy. Yeah. Reading a two-hour book, not easy. Yeah. Right? So you get hard choices, right? Easy life. But when you take the easy choices, you get a hard life. The time's going to pass regardless. You're going to die regardless. Just go hard. Risk it. Boom. And last question, brother. What do principles mean to you? What do principles mean to me? So I got a, a few set of principles that I, I live by. I don't give away that free game, but um, that's in the mentorship that I do. I'm sure my Instagrams, my bios and everything are going to be below this. Yep. But, uh, man, as a man, you just got to have those core set of beliefs that you believe in. And even if someone thinks those are corny or that's not the way they live, like, you got to stand on that shit. Like, there's been some things that I said and done, and I just, you got to stand on it. Even if you, you know, you could have these new group of friends, and you may not want to smoke, or you may not want to drink, and they're like, hey, come on, come on. But, you know, your beliefs is like, you stand on, you ain't doing that shit. And they're going to be joking to you in little group chats, but nah, that's what you believe in. You got to follow through. Well said. Well, Brandon, I want to thank you. A lot of sauce was dropped Appreciate in this, that love. In this uh, podcast, and I'm um, excited to see the third facility being built out. You know, yeah. this is the first week here, so honored to be one of the first guests. But, uh, you are the first. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, guys, follow Brandon, connect with him. Should even apply for his mentorship. I said apply because not everyone qualifies, right? Absolutely. Um, but I want to thank you once again. Love, love. coming to Miami and Appreciate seeing you. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, man.